1: stop by the lounge now it's almost tip-off and everyone's already on their feet this is gonna be good that's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply.
2: Welcome back to Dealing
0: Together. First caller?
3: I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh,
0: you got fleeced. Next caller?
3: I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan.
4: That's not a bad deal.
3: It is not. Our
4: best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in at&t connecting changes everything
3: offers vary by device subject to change s24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time terms and restrictions apply see att.com slash samsung for details
2: infinity presents a new chapter in luxury
5: Let's get your flex on. Here's Dan Beyer and Mike Harmon.
4: Uh-oh, double digits time. Yes, week 10 of the NFL is here. Get Mike on Twitter, at Swollen Dome. Find me on Twitter, at Dan Byer on Fox. We'll get you your top five plays at the quarterback, running back, and wide receiver positions for the upcoming week. Buys for the Bengals, Jets, Ravens, and Patriots. And quarterback injuries. As the time of this taping, Josh Allen does not practiced this week. His status for the Bills up in the air against the Minnesota Vikings. Kyler Murray uh, dinged up as well. Missing workouts. And Matthew Stafford is in concussion protocol you also have the commanders in the nfl and everybody else being sued by the district of columbia a lot happening mike harman in the world of the national football league as again double digits we're in week 10
5: well at the jeff saturday hiring and we got ourselves a veritable smorgasbord yeah i got germany in while i'm at it so yeah lots of stuff uh to ponder as you, you go to line up the quarterback position boy it, it is just something special this week, isn't it? Um, now, you, you miss Burrow and Lamar Jackson, so only two of the four bye teams matter in that regard unless you're really... Uh, Love to uh, just throw away Your position and put Zach Wilson out there Hey they win games I get it I love it uh, But you know sometimes you like to Live dangerously but yeah all of these Other stories and then The Stafford where there's like the Cloak and dagger is he really In concussion protocol Or is it his elbow is It a, a way to get him to stop Getting beaten up like there's so many conspiracy Theories mm-hmm. to all of this the DC Thing I tried to read what the Guy put out on Twitter and that thread and i had to keep starting over no exactly yeah yes (laughs) it's like what just cut to the chase man you got 280 characters
4: did you uh did you see that season ticket letter that was circulating on, I did. Yeah, where and for those of you that missed it, the commanders are now reaching out to people that they uh were stealing money from and putting the onus on them, which is such a it keeps in line with everything that they've done including the response to this uh DC lawsuit that they had on Wednesday. But the letter to Season ticket holders or former season ticket holders was to tell them that the commanders have some of their money, but it's been their responsibility to go and access it. Not that they were taking it from any, no, 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 that it was on the season ticket holders. And the one letter that I saw that was getting uh, a lot of Steve on social media was from someone who hasn't had season tickets since 2008. So apparently yeah. it was it, it was their fault to go and get the money that they were owed, not for the commanders to actually pay them back the money that they were owed. I would absurd.
5: love to see the legalese and all of that. You know, we, we'll keep it in an account, quote-unquote, uh, until you come to claim it. There's, there's, You know, it's like those things every couple of years. There's the, did you know there's... F- you know, $50 million that you might have part of it. You know, refunds you were owed for this, that, the other.
4: So absurd. Enter your social so security
5: number, all this stuff, and come find it. But, yeah, I mean, the the fact that there were all the allegations of them under-reporting um, ticket sales and not handing over their 40% to the league, like so much of that. Uh, and then football. That was one of the games I was looking at. All right, maybe this is the week that the Eagles get beaten. Nah, dysfunction. Dysfunction. And Jason Wright having to write letters saying, no, 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 we, we got nothing to do with this. The Brian Robinson uh, paragraph tied to uh, their, their response uh, about the threat of the press conference and everything. Just so much mess once again.
4: What Commander's PR stands for is people think it's public relations, but it's actually pretty reprehensible. That's what Commander's PR stands for. Uh, We'll move on from that because we have something to talk about. We can talk about, at this moment, crybabies in fantasy football. Our executive producer is Ryan Bershinger. Listen, we deal with this all the time. We deal with with sore losers. We deal with people who uh, don't like the rules, don't want to play by the rules that are set. Crybabies in fantasy football. You have a crybaby story to pass along
6: to us, Ryan Bershinger. Yeah, that's right. Um, so this is my third straight season where I am in a league in which somebody got mad about something and jettisoned all of their players off of their roster, um, which is a practice that if I hope you understand, you, the listener, this is not okay <laughs> can I just say what the Very. hell kind of league are you like what what are you what energy are you putting out exactly into the world and these are that for three straight years <laughs> it's, it's and these are different leagues too these are completely different groups of people and and yet it's somehow this keeps happening in leagues that I end up in this is not okay especially if you're if you're playing for money like there's real financial implications involved here and uh uh when you do something like that and suddenly you're putting Jalen hurts on onto the waivers and deandre swift onto the waivers and, and jalen waddle in week 10 like in a in a 12 team league like th- that's ins- yeah. anyway so i think uh, that deandre swift was part of that because yeah. you know it's starting to be like taylor
5: swift writing all the uh, the lyrics about relationships gone wrong and people do their giant thought pieces on <laughs> it's got to be you bursh i gotta think that part of this
6: is your fault well okay so this actually this one is kind of my yeah, fault you are so. the only constant apparently. <laughs> this time is it is kind of my fault so um what happened in in this one so in this league i'm uh i'm five and four and i i'm loaded at receiver i've got justin jefferson cd lamb chris olave dj moore um and at running back i've got devin singletary antonio gibson you know and then guys like daryl henderson isaiah pacheco like i'm just trying to find something that works here at running back um so i'm looking through the league and the only person that 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 we all mutually know in this league as well is bo benson who's a fellow producer here at fox sports radio and uh i'm i just so happen to i'm looking at everybody's roster and Bose is the one that i come across i'm like well he's got jonathan taylor Miles sanders james connor uh, a couple other usable backs and he's he's light at receiver so i'm like okay this works uh so i offer him dj moore and devin singletary for jonathan taylor um First off, let's start. Is that is that – this is full PPR. Uh, thoughts, is that good? Is that uh, – what are the thoughts on that trade?
4: Mike, do you want to go first?
5: I At this point, I, I don't think it's egregious. Right. Four weeks ago, maybe. Mm-hmm. Now, no. I mean, we, we don't know how much of the uh, surge of the Panthers, but they're going to keep firing. And, and for Jonathan Taylor, bad offensive line. Jeff Saturday is now his coach, and he's been hurt.
4: Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll agree with Mike. I would not do this deal if
6: I had Jonathan Taylor. I would not right. do the deal. Right. But
5: I wouldn't do it. But I don't I don't think it's, you know, patently unfair. Yes. Right. At this point.
6: Yes. Um, and I know knowing Bo personally and knowing how he manages his team and also he's he's like one in eight in this league. Um I know that he's just gonna accept what I offer him, uh, so I tried to make sure that I'm giving him at least something, you know. I, I and also I thought about going for Sanders or Connor, and I knew he wouldn't give up Sanders because he's just he likes the Eagles. He wasn't gonna do that, um, and so I'm like, well, I, I can buy low on Taylor here. I don't think I'm taking advantage of him because I'm still giving up my best running back, even though my best running back isn't that great. Um, and I'm giving him DJ Moore, who in in PPR still has a ton of value. He's getting targeted like crazy. He didn't he didn't have a great week last week, but he's still getting those targets. Mm-hmm. Um, so I give him that offer, and he accepts it in two minutes. And I'm like, okay, that's I kind of feel bad about that, but <laughs> he just he took it. Um, so uh, a member of the league then speaks up, is like. Uh, this is ridiculous. Like he's giving up trash for Jonathan Taylor while every other member of the league is like, well, Jonathan Taylor's been bad. <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> everybody...
5: there, there is a reality yes, that okay. has to be, uh, <laughs> you know, assessed here. Yeah. Now, if we're looking at it as a dynastic thing and and carryover leagues, then yeah, we can, we can have a different mm-hmm. conversation perhaps, but yeah. as it stands, it's like you, you can't be blind to what's going on in front of you just because he was the first, second or third pick in your league. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's week 10.
6: Yeah, yeah. And that's what I figure. I I figure that somebody who may have been uh, uh, trying a little harder maybe would have looked at my team and, like, countered for Olave or something like that. But, um, no, he took it. And actually, the resounding response in the league was that this this trade was okay, and that I was actually losing by taking Taylor, which I thought was an interesting response. But you know that's that's fine. It's better if they think that, quite frankly, because uh, because uh, that that's fine. It makes it appear more even. Um, and and I I could be on the losing side. We have no idea what Taylor's going to look like in, in Saturday's offense. But uh, I'm I feel confident in buying low on him. Um, then instantly, this the man who is uh, angry about the trade then offers Bo um, Jalen Hurts for not I, an like DK Metcalf and and Kenneth Walker and and Tom Brady I think was the which is still like there's 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 still value changing hands there mm-hmm. totally fine um, the commissioner then denies it because he thinks that he's just doing it out of spite. <laughs> So, <laughs> the commissioner vetoes that trade, and then this man, you know... So, your trade always, went through. Yes. The, his trade did not. Right. Now, so again, I think actually his anger is justified because his his trade was vetoed because of the commissioner saying, I don't like that you're doing it. So... Um, I think everybody's in the wrong here except for me. That's the, that's, the, that's the point I'm making. Of course. You know,
4: Burst comes on this podcast every time we ask, How'd you do this week? I won, I won, I won. He hops on here. He goes, I'm five and four. Mm-hmm. I'm like, What? I thought he'd be like, I'm nine and oh, I'm eight and one. You know, like, well, I, I, like I, I, How the hell are you I, five, I, I five and four? Every yeah. week I won all my leagues. Yeah. I was still alive and survivor. Um, but uh, I. <laughs> Listen, you were giving us some background prior to the podcast, and we didn't know the whole story. We wanted to, to save it for this, hmm. and you brought up the Taysom, Taysom Hill scenario a couple of years ago yes. when he was could be played at tight end when he was quarterbacking, which I was. We talked about it on this podcast. I was so irate about it. I had to end up playing Taysom Hill that week, playing against him, and just did not think that it was fair. But the rules were the rules, and. I just don't think that I letting letting your entire team go is done for two reasons. It's done because you want to quit the league or you want to hurt everyone else. Mm-hmm. And neither of those reasons are really justified. No to do it i would be very very angry you know what i wouldn't join the league next year right but you know i just i'll stay in this I'll I'll, I'll I'll ride this out and then you guys can go bleep yourselves next year if i'm not happy about it but i i yeah you can't you know release your entire team then it's just it's It's fun for no one. It's bad. (laughs) It's being a crybaby.
6: The uh, the league the last two years that had this issue happen with different people is the same league. We instituted this year where actually people put in, not only did they put in their buy-in, they also had to put in a deposit that they're going to get back at the end of the season (laughs) if they follow the simple rules, which feels ridiculous to have to do. But uh, I, people have made it we've, clear in this league they have to do it. Yeah,
4: we thought about doing that with because it's a keeper league, and we didn't want somebody to dump out. And how do you give someone make them pay a full entry fee when someone may have just ditched their team because mm-hmm. they they weren't going to be in it the next year? <laughs> so I under, I understand that. Uh, yeah, I, I think that's a, I think it's awful. It's bad, um, <laughs> you know, and the trade thing as well. I I remember we had a in in our longtime league, this is twenty some years ago. Somebody traded a stud, and I just remember they got Rich Gannon and Charlie Garner. They we were like, "You're an idiot!" <laughs> and then, as it turned out, like Rich Gannon and Charlie Garner were amazing. This was even before this was like as Gannon, Mike, you know, was becoming the MVP right, with right. the with the Raiders and turning it on. And, and, and Garner, I think, was there as well. But you you just you never know how it's going to work out. So to that from that point on, we have not allowed trades to be vetoed and and maybe it's just a testament to our league and the guys in our league that no one has done crappy or colluded trades for 20 years but it's a reason why we did because of your point of you don't know how it's going to work out with Devin Singletary and DJ Moore and, mm-hmm. and Jonathan Taylor yeah they you know if, if you're trading them for guys who are only on punt return, you know, that's one thing, but otherwise, I think that there are very few voidable trades that you can have in fantasy football.
5: Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, it, it's it's a weird. I actually made a trade for the first time in in a long time in a league. Like normally, these the industry ones I get into, fellas, uh, there's not a lot of trading done because nobody wants to be the subject of the 5,000-word missive about how you got fleeced. And normally it's also just a, all right, I'm going to throw a bunch of garbage at you. We've got a couple of guys. We joke about it all the time, Smith and I, uh, on the show on FSR. So I'll do it here. I mean, Michael Fabiano, he tries to just wear you down. Mm -hmm. And just here's a bunch of trade offers, and most of them are terrible. But maybe the idea of if I keep coming at you eventually, you just say, fine, leave me alone. And you take a lesser deal. I mean, he's been called out by guys. I think the Miz from the WWE is going to kick his ass at some point. Well, yeah, like he's here, even gone at him on here, here's social a, media.
4: Here's another point about this that I just think it's that, that it's a world that we can't necessarily relate to because we're not in it, but everybody else is. You know, most people don't have time to take uh, in 15 trade offers a week yeah. because they've got a job or they've got kids or they've got both. And are figuring out like we're we're fortunate enough that we're in this business and we are talking on a podcast for fantasy football or talking on national radio or producing on national radio where it's a part of our you know, it's it's part of our daily routine. But for someone who's who's, you know, coming coming back off of work after a three day trip across the country and now they gotta catch up on everything that they missed when they were gone, it's just yeah, it's tough to you know, just the wearing down of trades its just a different point. Plus, when you're like me in my 40s, I was different in accepting trades and negotiating no, right. back when I was 20 years old. Times are different now.
5: Well, you were fired up about it, you excited about it, and, and you had yeah. time to do the evaluation, to do the forward looking of what strength of schedule is going forward, all of those kind of things. And now it's just like, no, I don't. <laughs> I don't. And, yeah, the the bludgeoning of, of the trade offers. I actually traded for Tua.
4: But, oh, I, okay. I, but
5: I took my pre-game nap. Uh so I missed that it had been executed.
4: Nice. So you well, woke fortunately, up. fortunately and...
5: I still won uh with oh, Rodgers as my quarterback he wasn't instead in of the Tua, but he wasn't in the lineup.
4: <laughs> oh well. Well
5: but that's okay. I still got my victory, but it was like wow, that was a huge day that uh, it, I mean look, cuz Rodgers cuz of that 40-yard run made it a far uh more acceptable day than it would have been otherwise
4: if you have any crybaby stories that you want to pass along you can always do so get mike on twitter at swollen dome find ryan on twitter at ryan bursinger and find me on twitter at dan buyer on fox
2: witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 infinity qx80
4: All right, Mike, we're a little condensed with time because of the crybaby segment, so let's get right to it top five quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers for Week 10. Who are your top five signal callers this week? Uh,
5: let's go to the quarterback position. Number one overall in your hearts, and and maybe mine for a long, long while. Justin Fields getting it done against Detroit. Uh, they give up 29 points per game. Do I need to say anything more? No. Jalen Hurts against Washington. We talked about the commanders briefly there. Uh, so much going on. I was thinking upset in mind. I was all that. Nah, not anymore. Uh, give me Jalen Hurts to, to find his playmakers. Number three, Patrick Mahomes going up against Jacksonville. Uh, Number four, we've got Tua going up against Cleveland, giving up their 25 points per game. And then number five, because I feel a little bit cheeky, let's go with Jimmy Garoppolo going up against the Chargers in a big Sunday night battle.
4: And obviously, noticeably absent, Josh Allen because of his status that we just don't know. Didn't practice on Wednesday or Thursday. And uh, at the time of uh, this pod, that's all that we know uh, on Allen's status. But right now, it sure looks like Case Keenum is going to go against his former team. All right, let's revenge,
5: get- game, <laughs> revenge game, Dan. Revenge game.
4: Let's get to the top five running backs for Week 10 in the NFL.
5: Maybe we'll get one of those revenge guys into one of these lists, shall we? Uh, for the running backs, uh, CMC, we're looking for uh, the Chargers can't stop the run, plus Shanahan in his bag, Debo's back, spread things out, uh, McCaffrey doing it all, uh, a big opportunity for him here. Saquon Barkley against Houston, they give up 180 rushing yards per game, Dan. Uh, run is that a run, lot? Run. And now, <laughs> yeah, well, it's almost as much as uh, the the Broncos have in penalties most weeks. <laughs> How about that? Uh, <laughs> Nick Chubb going against Miami third, Derek Henry uh, fourth, and then fifth with a bullet. We've got Travis Etienne going up against Kansas City, going a little bit, uh, rolling the dice. They give up about 140 yards per game to opposing running backs. And and let's face it, there's going to be a bunch of dump-off passes where there's yeah. a lot of yak uh, for no real reason other than to add it to the scorecard and to pad his
4: stats. He has been absolutely one of the success stories of yeah. the first half of the season for for what he's done. I mean, heck, week one we thought, oh, James Robinson again, mm-hmm. back in. Look at, look at what we've got. And then now James Robinson in Week 10 is a Jet, and it's the Travis Etienne show uh, in Jacksonville. The only thing, by the way, right now that is showing for the Jaguars, because they are on some tough times.
5: Ooh, it is a harsh reality right there. Remember Christian Kirk's great start to the season? Yeah. That's a long time ago. (laughs)
4: Let's get to, uh, speaking of wide receivers, let's get to the top five for Week 10.
5: Give me some A.J. Brown going up against Washington. Monday night football, double-digit spread there. Tyreek Hill going up against Cleveland. Why, just little dump-offs and let him run. Or he'll come back to the ball when Tua floats a duck. It works either way. Uh, Third, DeAndre Hopkins against the Rams. And this is one I hang a star on because the video finally got released with audio of him and Kyler Murray getting after it. And that's a couple weeks in a row. I have no idea what to expect in that game, Uh, really, on either side. Uh, At this point, Stephon Diggs, hey, he gets to go back and play the Minnesota Vikings. I think the offense can still operate with Case Keenum under Senna. There's the outside shot. Allen does go. Either way, I don't think he can stop Diggs altogether. Uh, And then number five, because they, quote, pay me to make plays. And nobody else is remaining. you got Devontae Adams going up against Indianapolis. They are second-best against wide receivers, but this is one where I, th- I think if you're McDaniels and you're Derek Carr, you recognize that's the last man standing in yeah. terms of your playmakers with Waller and uh, with Renfro going to injured reserve. Mac Hollins uh, I think gets a little bit of a, a look-see uh, on the ninja side of things. But for Adams, I would expect this to be one of those force-feed kind of Situations, even if it goes horribly wrong, because if they lose this game, right, and, and there's not the effort and push to make sure that the playmakers are well fed to give them opportunities, uh, McDaniel's probably gets fired.
4: You think that that it's going to come to that?
5: I think it could if they if they go out and they they lose to what everybody has decided is a as big a clown show and i don't think it is we 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 we're not going to do a deep dive on the the Jeff Saturday thing here but just given what the state of the Colts has been if you can't win this game at home given the week they've had
4: yeah i just gosh you know i just don't believe i i i, I i'll believe it when i see it i just think that mark davis made the higher to build a foundation for what he wanted, and that was maybe New England West. And I just don't think you can punt on that in season one, not even through season one. I, well,
5: the, the other one, uh, the other part to it is historically they don't like giving anybody any money that they don't have to.
4: Yeah.
5: Uh, even with the influx of all that Vegas cash, that may still be the case. But it, it, it is a very weird circumstance. Given the, the level of performance you've gotten out of Jacobs in the run game, just that it hasn't been able to click overall.
4: I'll, I'll. I just want to say something as well about DeAndre Hopkins and Mike. You were alluding to the to the video that that was uh, put on social media. I assume it's probably in the Hard Knocks in season, which I think premieres this week or did I think this that's week, that's right? Yeah. Um, where that where the conversation between Murray and Hopkins was caught on the sideline. DeAndre Hopkins is not at a 100-yard game in forever. In his first two games back, he ended up having 100 yards. He had just one target. Uh, He did have a touchdown call back in the second half. That did happen. But he had just one target in the second half of that game against the Seahawks. And you kind of wonder to yourself, is Kyler Murray being that petty where he gets into an argument with his top receiver uh, who's had over 100 yards in the first two games back that he wouldn't throw to him? like like and and here's the crazy thing about it is from everything that we've known about Kyler Murray now in this past year we we can't put that past him
5: no exactly that's the thing is that you can't categorically dismiss that yes as as illogical as it would seem to be from years of watching the national football league and with no discernible number 2 option outside of Zach Ertz right mm-hmm. because Marquise Hollywood Brown not available to you that you would go out of your way to do that that doesn't i I can't dismiss it and that saddens me in so many ways given the hope i had for for murray and a continued trajectory especially with hopkins getting back into the fold
4: all right let's get a couple of hot plays cold sores and ninjas the hot plays are the guys that aren't in the top five but you should get in your lineup this week
5: Brady versus your Seattle Seahawks. See how it just ties right there. Uh, 11th most points allowed to fantasy quarterbacks, and that's the early game, folks. you got to get up to watch that one in Germany. Uh, Damian Pierce going up against the Giants. I saw this graphic that had like 37 lines of best with this, that, the other. In other words, just he runs through people, uh, and they're giving up 111 rushing yards per game are the Giants to opposing runners Uh Only four touchdowns thus far, but that's the way Houston stays in the game by giving him the ball at a steady diet. Raheem Mostert going up against Cleveland, fourth-most rushing touchdowns allowed uh, this year. The Browns, uh, Metcalf going on the other side uh, against Tampa, expecting some fireworks uh, in in the early morning. Uh, Darnell Mooney, who's been great uh, of late after the slow start. Now you're looking at uh, a team that's given up the fourth-most touchdowns Points to wide receivers in the Lions, and then Olave against Pittsburgh. Worst pass defense against wide receivers in the fantasy world now t.j watt comes back so that changes things a little bit but you still can't save that secondary from themselves
4: any concern about jeff wilson jr uh taking away from mostert mostert was saved by a touchdown last week against your bears but...
5: oh yeah you yeah, know wilson slides right in we talked about it a little bit last week dan the fact that you have um both guys coming out of that San Francisco offense, the familiarity with the coaching staff and their philosophy, Uh, I have no doubt that there's an equal split or maybe that Wilson even has more touches. I'm just looking for quality touches Mm -hmm. and looking for an opportunity in a game that is – the overall just sitting at 49 and a half.
4: Yeah, and most, are, if he gets to that second level, he always has the opportunity to take it to the house. So there's sometime he is, is a shoelace away from making a big play. All right, those are your hot plays for Week 10. Now the flip side, the cold sores, the ones you don't want anything to do with, don't want to touch, don't want to see. Who are those guys for Week 10?
5: Well, in in a game with great ramifications and implications and great sports talk hot takes to come out of it, I don't want either side of the Dallas-Green Bay game at quarterback. I don't know what Aaron Rodgers uh, was looking at. Those interceptions were all on him, so you can't blame young wide receivers. Sure as hell can't blame Bakhtiari for not, you know, leveling out at the goal line. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I don't know there. Uh, as for What Dak, a crappy
4: route by Bakhtiari, by the oh, way. Oh, was no.
5: terrible. <laughs> terrible. He didn't square off properly. Yes. He was <laughs> drifting backwards instead of coming back to the ball.
4: Bakhtiari's route tree is a stump. That's uh, a... <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs>
5: Nicely done. Nicely done. Right. But, yeah, either side of that, I mean, that one's uh, 43 is the over-under on that one. Uh, I think I'll just grab a nice frosty re- refreshment and watch it. Uh, Justin Herbert going up against San Francisco, tied for sixth uh, in, in points per game, and not, not fantasy, but just overall, and you could say schedule, whatever. But Herbert, the last few weeks since the rib injury and, and still without his top receivers, you're looking at an offense that they're not pushing the ball down the field with any regularity. It's a lot of yak. Uh, for Eckler that's been the saver for him. Uh, Russell Wilson, it's all the low-hanging fruit. Even though it's a game against Tennessee where the metrics all say good things, you know, in terms of his potential and coming out with with time off or whatever I, i'm not convinced you get this fixed i, I think vrabel uh probably has s- some good uh bulletin board and locker room chatter to get them up for this one uh cooper cup going back to the game four for six uh four out six for 44 yards is the first go around in this matchup i'm not expecting anything a huge in the in the offing, uh, whether it's Wofford or if Stafford is somehow cleared, Ahmad Ross, Saint Brown, only twice inside the top fifteen for PPR. Yeah, he's going to be in your lineup, but I'm I'm not expecting massive things from him. And would I dare say that this is a spot where even Walker uh, of your Seahawks is 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 a little bit of a back end number one as opposed to a lockstep okay, sure. starter this time? Yeah, so, I don't know it it, it just it, it just has that feel that. But I think we're all waiting for the other shoe to drop.
4: Those are your cold sores for Week Ten in the National Football League. I don't know how many points we're going to get in Germany, and if we do it, yeah. maybe through the uh, through the air. Let's get to the ninjas, the sneaky plays for the upcoming week.
5: Well, Daniel Jones against Houston. Did I did I talk about the 180 rushing yards per game? <laughs> Daniel Jones with his legs uh, getting it done for you. How about how about if you're in a, a daily fantasy league, a little advice the uh, the Ellinger against Las Vegas because they stink, right? As much as mm-hmm. uh, we've talked about the offensive line of the Colts, whatever else, maybe Jeff Saturday goes in there with just with the greatest locker room speech to inspire them. Well, maybe it, maybe it falls miserably, but he it intrigues me for one week.
4: I am, I am very intrigued because I feel that there are a lot of people that are rooting against the Colts and Jeff Saturday. That's right. Yes. I,
5: Well, I root for chaos. So it's it's either got to be absolutely disastrous or they go out with a resounding win, which is why I brought up the idea of McDaniels not having a job uh, earlier because I I don't know. It's it's one of those weird games and it's delicious theater that we get it this week. Uh, No question about it. Uh, How about Daryl Henderson going up against uh, Arizona? 11th most fantasy points allowed to running back. And again, if Wofford's under center, doesn't he have to see the ball a bunch?
4: Yeah, you'd think.
5: A question mark? Of course, that's me trying to apply some kind of logic, which is just foolhardy, uh, as we know. Uh, and Jalen Warren, I know a lot of columns. We've been talking about it for weeks, Dan, with the ineffectiveness of Najee Harris, and now it's front and center uh, for the Steelers as they get ready to resume action here. Opportunity against New Orleans. There, there is a chance. I Man, you're talking about a guy with a two-yard per carry average, and obviously fewer. Uh, A lower sample size than Najee Harris, but you got to try to do something to fix this offense, jumpstart things and give Kenny Pickett a chance. And I think Warren might see more touches to give you a shot here.
2: Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80.
4: This is the opportunity in the podcast where we can play like $100,000 pyramid, Mike, where we switch the box over like it comes over to me now and I give fantasy Ooh, advice and go. you can take a listen. And and Ryan Bershinger as well will be giving us his streaming defenses and survivor picks for Week 10 coming up in just a bit. I'm going to give you one reason to start a guy and one reason to bench a guy. Again, nowhere to go but up after last week. Nowhere to go but up after the Joe Mixon debacle. But I am going to memory of a
5: cornerback
4: or a goldfish, (laughs) right? I mean, Smith
5: Smith did a whole, hey, Jeff Saturday with some of his talking points sounded a lot like Ted Lasso. And maybe he has that effect. And the big thing is memory of a goldfish, Dan.
4: Memory of a goldfish. And you I, I do remember earlier in this podcast, you mentioned the over under for the Browns and Dolphins. And one thing to know is that Jacoby Brissett is only thrown for under 200 yards once this season. And if you are in the boat of having Josh Allen or Matthew Stafford or Kyler Murray or Joe Burrow or Lamar Jackson as a starting quarterback and are looking for one, start Jacoby Brissett this week against the Dolphins.
5: I can give you a stat that literally just popped up in my timeline. Okay. That he is the first Browns quarterback quarterback to go over, uh, what, 75% completions and 250-plus passing yards in back-to-back games with zero interceptions.
4: Ah, how about that? And you could maybe get lucky with a running touchdown, which he's been able to scamper into the end zone a time or two this season. So
5: Opportunity abounds. There's going to be points in that game, no question about it.
4: I'm telling you to bench James Conner, a running back of the Arizona Cardinals, uh, I don't know what we're going to get between the Rams and Cardinals, but I do know that in the last four times that Conner, in the only four times that he's faced, the Rams, uh, as a member of the Cardinals, has had 50 yards or less in all four of those games. And so that is something. Now, he's gotten into the end zone. They've saved days before. But to think that James Conner is going to turn it around or that Cardinals running game is going to turn it around against the Rams, Rams just have their number. So even though Conner is healthy, I'm benching him this week against L.A.
5: I'm with you. And that's part of my three things and that I have no idea what I'm expecting from that game. But we'll get to that in a minute.
4: <laughs> Bursch's time now to do his survivor picks
6: and streaming defenses. What do you got, Bursch? Well, on the defensive side, uh, I'm playing the Saints defense in a couple of weeks, playing the Steelers this week. Uh, But I also like the Steelers defense in that game, too. I like both sides on defense in that one. Andy Dalton didn't exactly look good on Monday night, and the Steelers are going to get T.J. Watt back in some capacity, probably. Um, I I also am playing the Raiders defense. Yes, I know they're not very good, but uh, the Colts offense is playing the Raiders defense, so give me the Raiders defense. And uh, Titans-Broncos is another game where I like both sides on defense. I think there's value on both sides of it there. Uh, for my survivor picks, I think I would go with the Chiefs over the Jaguars. Uh, I, I also think the Giants over the Texans is a good play. And yes, Mike, if I was still in a survivor pool right now, I think my pick would actually be the Chicago Bears to get a victory. How about that? Against the Detroit Bears. Wow. Yes, uh, I mean I did pick the Packers to beat the Lions last week. Of course, that went terribly because the Packers are not a good team. But hey, here we are. Um, uh, Jesse's also sitting in a great position after last night's episode. Uh, I Carla didn't uh, I wasn't involved too much. I also still like her position. Uh, and Gabler only said like one thing, which is <laughs>
8: <smart.
4: laughs> uh, the Gobbler was a little quiet last <laughs> night. It was yeah. not a not a focus of the episode. Again, we will not tell you who uh, got voted out because. <laughs> we respect your DVR usage. Uh, that is the case. Alright, uh, let's wrap this one up. Our three-point conversion. Mike gives you three points heading into the weekend. Uh, I do as well. Uh, Mike, do you want the honors?
5: Oh, sure. Yeah, number one, talked about the bag of tricks from Kyle Shanahan. If, if there was ever a week to, to go and unleash some of them, you've got... McCaffrey, you've got Debo, you've got Ayuk, you got like nine other guys that can run the ball at any given point so here's an opportunity to really get creative and uh, strike fear into the hearts of NFC teams and then we start singing Eber we did it before the season, we do it again uh, because now Luke Getze uh, is genius uh, or, or so that that's what he's being uh, tagged as these last couple weeks with Justin Fields and what's great in Chicago just that quickly there's the theories of, you know what, he's going to get hired away by someone to be a head coach. So what they need to do in the offseason is fire Eberflus and (laughs) promote Getsy. That's how fast it happens when you finally have hope, Dan. It's a dangerous thing. And finally, woof, or is it? Wolf, how would we do Wolford uh, if he does start? Because uh, that, that game, 41 is your over-under and a lot of underperforming uh, and maybe sideline fights between guys. I don't know. There, I have no idea what to expect.
4: To your point about Uberflus, there are those in the, uh, the business that feel that offensive coaches should be the ones to get head coaching jobs so then you don't lose your coordinator for the gigs that you're talking about because it happens oh too often in the National Football League. All right, you uh, for my three-point conversion, you started off, Mike, uh, with a uh, German pun, play on German words. I got another one for you. How about some Geno schnitzel uh, this nice. week? Yes, I think that if the Seahawks are going to do something, it is going to have to be on the arm and maybe legs of Geno Smith against the Buccaneers, who, by the way... Did a great job in shutting down the Rams. I know the Rams have their issues. We'll see what the Seahawks can do. I expect Gino to uh, to be able to lead that charge against Seattle. Uh, how about Brissette for success? Again, going back to my give you one reason, and you mentioned the over-under for Browns Dolphins, loving that matchup with uh, Cleveland and Miami just for a lot of points and what is a dreadful week uh, when you look at the over-unders. Ryan mentioned the Lions-Bears as uh, his survivor pick. I think that's the highest one we've got on the board this week. But a lot of low 40-point totals, which uh, leads me to points of Palooza. I'm going to just take chalk. I think that there are very few opportunities. I had thought about Commander's Eagles. I did think about that. I don't think that the Commander's situation plays into the locker room. But now as I look back on it, I'm like, you know what? I could just see a Monday night scenario where maybe the commanders just aren't up to it. So I stayed away, and I'm uh, going Bears-Lions for the points of Palooza.
5: Yeah, there you go, sitting there at 48-and-a-half, uh, curiosity, madness to ensue. Uh, and I noticed in your notes the way you, you, you chopped up Brissette's name. Were you kind of saying there was no way to cut off the offensive flow? <laughs>
4: There's no way. I wanted to make a brisket pun but i couldn't come up with one.
5: well and then you came up with the briss one yeah. so <laughs> you know hey uh it all ties together
4: <laughs> you know what i didn't even register it completely went over my head until you said it completely just whoosh very very good mike Carmen. well done get more of that witty banter on uh on twitter at swollen dome and you can find again our executive producer ryan bershinger on twitter at ryan bershinger who's back from the flu so uh uh, refrigerate those cookies next time is the story that, that I heard. Uh, so, for Ryan Bershinger, and of course for Mike Carmen, I'm Dan Beyer. Find me on Twitter at Dan Beyer on Fox. We will talk to you next time on I Want Your Flex.
2: Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury.
3: Visit CareerBuilder.com.